A Mindful Meathead Moment with Sam Shorkey. Hello, my awakened audience, and welcome to the 54th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am your spiritual Sherpa, Sam Shorkey. And I am Sarah, already over this episode, Shorkey, sister and co-host. You mean co-Sherpa. And you are all my friends in for a very special podcasting treat. It is time for us to once again delve into the psyche and do one of Sarah's favorite episodes all about mindfulness, of course. And we are recording from our parents' closet... There are a lot of clothes surrounding us. Sarah is on the floor, and my back is breaking, hunched over in a child's tiny chair. It's like being in the womb all (laughs) over again. But anyway, we think the audio will sound absolutely spectacular, so you're welcome. And today's episode, my dear friends, it is titled Energy Flows where attention goes. What exactly does that mean to you, my dear soul sister? It means revisiting my last meal as it makes the journey back up from my stomach (laughs) to my throat. In other words, these mindfulness episodes make me want to vomit. Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk vegan podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Reppin' the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Reppin' the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, I think it's worth mentioning that what inspired this episode was that the last time we were having a work session together, Sarah was literally typing notes while I was pumping milk on a recumbent exercise bike. Mm. And we both started laughing, saying, man, if only people could see us in these moments. And it's kind of impressive because we're doing what we got to do to keep this podcast going, despite now me being a single mom and being self-employed with a business that requires me to be in good shape in order to have a business. So I'm not trying to sound all high and mighty, but I guess the point that I'm trying to make, and I echo this to my clients all the time, is that if you really want something, you will find a way. And if not, you'll find an excuse. And it's true. So since you answered in my first question, a very smart-ass reply, Sarah, what are your thoughts on that statement that if you really want something, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Well, that was far less cheesy than the last statement. And yes, there is definitely some truth to that. All right, cool. I feel as though it's a particularly timely topic to discuss this because as much as I hate to admit it, you were right about something 
thing, Sarah. I'm right about many things. Right. Please, please continue. Well, I remember throughout my pregnancy, you constantly kept saying to me, you think you're busy now? Well, just wait until you have this kid. And it's crazy to think about how busy I did think I was pre-child. Mm-hmm. And you reminded me of this repeatedly, but oh my God, you're so right that I had no idea how much free time I really did have. And I really wish that I appreciated it more then. I tried to warn you. I often say if I had a day off, I could solve world peace. I mean, the amount of shit I can do in a day when the kids are gone for a sleepover is absolutely astounding. Yeah, I'm pretty amazed with my own mom self, I gotta say. I always thought that I wasn't much of a multitasker, and in fact, I always preached the importance of completing one task or project before you move on to another one. But let me tell you, when your baby goes down for a nap and you don't know if you've got half an hour, an hour, 10 minutes to get shit done, by God, you accomplish as much as humanly possible in whatever that amount of time is. So it's like the universe gives you superhero powers the moment you plop a kid out. Oh, yes. Yeah. You would never survive motherhood without multitasking. It's mm-hmm. it's like second nature. Yeah, totally. But anyways, coming back to the hippie phrase subject of this whole podcast and God, my back is killing me. I can't feel my legs. Energy flows where attention goes. That is what we are discussing, my friends. I wish energy was flowing to the bottom half of my (laughs) back. Anyway, we really can and we really should apply this cheesy mantra to whatever goal it is we want to accomplish. And it's something that we all need to remind ourselves of. Like last night, for instance, I had been on the road with Harry all day long, but I had vowed to get to the gym at some point because it had been a few days since I'd had a good workout. And it reached 6.30 p.m. Of course, I was still out running errands and starving and tired as shit, having not slept a full night since his birth almost 12 weeks ago. And I had zero energy or desire to make dinner or go to the gym. So what did I end up doing? I pulled into a super sketchy Lebanese restaurant on the way home. Instead of getting the big greasy rice potato and pita bread filled vegetarian platter that I would normally get and certainly what my stomach wanted, I instead opted for for a light fetouche salad with a side of falafel. And you know what? At 8.30 p.m., I even dragged my ass somehow to the gym for an hour of power leg workout. And why am I sharing this? Again, not because I'm trying to be all high and mighty and I'm better than everyone else, but because my health and fitness are important to me. And despite my life getting turned completely upside down with the arrival of my little handsome Harry, I still don't ever want my training or nutrition to suffer because of him. And last night, I made a conscious effort to eat as healthy as I could in that moment and even somehow forced myself into gym clothes despite being really bloated from all that salty falafel. And I got my ass out the door for a late night workout when all I really wanted to do was curl up on the couch and watch the new episode of 90 Day Fiance. Insert slow clap here. (laughs) Insert don't be hatin'. Sound clip here. (laughs) Yeah, I can't help but notice you conveniently left out the part about coming home to an inconsolable screaming infant. (laughs) 
and a defeated grandmother who ran out of milk while you were doing your hour of power leg workout. But thank God you got that workout in. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling the energy flow that was happening at mom's place was not of the most positive (laughs) nature. This is also true. My attention, unfortunately, was not put towards pumping enough breast milk yesterday. But lesson learned. And mom, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. And Harry, if you ever listen to this episode, I am sorry for flowing my attention towards my glute development rather than your nutritional needs. (laughs) Nevertheless, back to the point, as humans, we're very good at making excuses to limit our capabilities. And this is in all areas of our lives, whether it's going to the gym or studying for an exam. What about you, Sarah? What area of your life would you say you make the most excuses for not doing? Probably food prep or the workout. Well, food prep especially. Even though I know it will make my life easier, the thought of spending an entire Sunday afternoon cooking, which is the thing I hate most, kind of makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, but you do realize that if you were to just set aside even two hours one day a week, you would then save that much more time the rest of the week. Not to mention you would make better food choices because you'd open up your fridge and see those ready-to-eat healthy meals staring you in the face. And because you'd be eating better, that would motivate you to make working out more of a priority too. But anyway, we've already done a whole episode on meal prep, from which apparently Sarah learned nothing. (laughs) And brings me to my next point, which is we are all really good at making excuses to rationalize whatever lack of action in life and making excuses to prevent us from accomplishing what we truly want out of life. So if there's one takeaway everybody listening can get from this episode, it's to just make a conscious effort to stop making excuses for your failures or for your procrastination and instead just start doing what is necessary to get what you want out of life. And I think oftentimes we make excuses because it's so much easier to stay in our comfort zone or we're scared of the unknown or maybe we think our failure is inevitable so what's the point in even trying and I definitely encounter that as being a coach for other people but what I always say to them is failure is not bad it is unavoidable failure is how we learn and learning should be the reason for everything we do and I know I say this same spiel on podcast episodes all the time but it's so true especially when it comes to health and fitness. What I always tell my clients is this whole fitness, nutrition, diet, exercise thing, it's a journey and it should be so much more about self-discovery, what you're learning about yourself rather than self-improvement, what you want to change about yourself. So of course we're going to fail sometimes when we're trying to learn something new or we're taking a risk in life and we need to remain flexible like I did last night with my healthy-ish dinner choice in an unhealthy restaurant. I think it's also tough to measure progress if we don't have any kind of specific goal. So we should probably touch on that as well because I think that can get in the way for a lot of people and prevent them from accomplishing what they want in life. Didn't we do a whole podcast on the dangers of setting goals? Well, we did a podcast on the dangers of having specific 
Spot Eagles. And that actually is still to this day one of my favorite episodes. So if anyone listening has not heard that episode, definitely go listen to it. I'm talking about the difference between saying, I'm fat, I need to lose weight, or I just want to feel confident wearing a bikini this summer. So I am going to commit to working out three times a week. I'm going to cut out alcohol and no more refined sugar for the next six weeks. That is my first goal. That is attainable. You know what I mean? Like one is just a vague wish versus one being actually measurable. And I think without a specific smaller goal in mind, you're more likely to just keep coming up with these excuses to skip the gym or eat crap. Also, while we're on this topic, I think it's important to mention some of the most common excuses I hear from clients all the time. I guess this episode is more about excuses rather than energy flows where attention goes. Although I think that is just a really annoying way of saying stop making excuses. Or a really profound philosophical way. No. Okay, so let's discuss some of these common excuses. You work for me, Sarah. You hear them all the time, too. You're probably the queen of them as as well yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Can you guess which is the number one most common excuse I hear all the time? I feel pretty confident it has something to do with lack of time. You are a winner. Bingo! It is the I don't have time excuse. Which can be fair, but I guess the other side is that we're all busy. Exactly. It's a totally weak argument. Case in point, my pumping breast milk every day whilst I get my cardio done on the exercise bike. So I would like to ask anyone who loves to use the I don't have time excuse, do you really not have any time or are you simply not willing to make the time to make that task a priority? Because I'm sorry, we all have 24 hours in a day. We can all choose how we want to spend those 24 hours and how we spend our time is how we define our priorities. So if you're using the I don't have time excuse, fine, have at her. But what you really should be saying is that you are not willing to make the time for it. I feel like Tony Robbins right now. (laughs) I would also like to touch on the whole I can't because I'm a mom excuse, which I've heard many times over the years and I probably probably have a lot more sympathy and understanding for now because obviously I can completely relate to it. And I'm by no means saying that this isn't a valid excuse sometimes, but you can't play the kid card all the time. A lot of us have children, yet we are still able to get shit accomplished. Hell, I brought Harry into the gym the other day and let him sleep in the trainer's office while I got a quick back and biceps workout in. This makes me sound neglectful. (laughs) Was anybody with him or? Um, Yeah. Can I just get real for a second here? Going back to what you were saying about we're all busy and our willingness to make time for specific priorities, Mm -hmm. because we all have different levels of priorities. For me, I'm going to clean up the kitchen no matter how tired I am or what is going on at the end of the day. The dishes are getting done because my sanity depends on it. I cannot wake up to a dirty kitchen in the morning. That's going to ruin my day. Whereas you feel the same way about 
without hitting the gym. Right. So we're all kind of guilty for not making time for certain things and prioritizing certain things over others. Yeah, fair enough. And you're right. I could easily wake up to a dirty kitchen and that wouldn't bother me as much as feeling like I haven't worked out in three days. I guess the gist of what this episode is supposed to be about is that whatever excuses you're using to avoid doing what you should be doing, just recognize that they probably aren't all that true. And more importantly, they're more than likely limiting you and preventing you from reaching your full potential, whatever that may be. And you probably don't even know what you're capable of accomplishing because you have an excuse for everything. And no offense, that kind of sounds like a pretty lazy, unfulfilling life, if you ask me. So how can we stop making excuses and start putting more energy into the things that we do want to accomplish? My first tip, how about challenge yourself? You know, as mothers, lead by example. Show your kids that you are successful and confident in your life and that you don't settle for mediocrity, damn it. Because that's what I've been doing. When I go to the gym now, I don't have two hours to work out. I have 45 minutes. So I go in there and I make that 45 minutes count. And with every set and rep I'm doing, I'm thinking, God knows when the next time I'll make it in here is. So you bust ass as hard as possible. Stop fearing the unknown, guys. I cannot believe how many times I hear from clients how intimidated they are to go into the weight room with all the big jacked guys. Sure, it's a little scary at first. Sure, you might not know what the hell you're doing. Sure, you might fuck up. But you know what? Some things in life might go really great too. The unknown might be scary at first, but it might also end up being the best damn thing you ever made time for. But that also means you need to start taking some personal responsibility for your life and actually take the necessary actions that are needed to achieve your goals, whatever they may be. And that is how you're going to create success. Right, Sarah? All right, so continuing on with some of the tips and actions that we can take to get shit done that we want to accomplish. I already mentioned the key is coming up with actions that are small and attainable. So basically breaking down your big goal into smaller goals that you know you can actually meet. And trust me, every time you meet one of those smaller goals, it is absolutely going to motivate you to keep working towards your bigger goal. An example, after I had my C-section, I knew that I was not allowed to resume my regular workouts for six weeks, but that was killing me. So my first step towards getting back in the meathead saddle was just cleaning up my diet. I knew I couldn't exercise, but I could absolutely get my nutrition on point. So I did that. Then I started walking. Then I would walk with ankle weights on. Then I would do a mini stretching routine at home every day and meditate. And I would start using resistance bands or doing a little bit of work with the stability ball. Just enough to make me feel like that was still a part of 
of my life. That was a priority. And all of these things were very minor in comparison to my usual workouts, but it was enough to keep my exercise habit alive and just enough to keep motivating me to get through those six weeks and to not feel sorry for myself and, you know, just end up going off the deep end and falling asleep with a bag of chips in hand every night. So Sarah, what I'm asking is give me a good example of some small and attainable goals that you could start doing in order to become a pro at meal prepping. Well, if I knew the answer to that, I wouldn't be chubby right now. But actually, while you were talking, well, apparently I wasn't listening. Shocking. I did listen enough for it to lead me to the realization that maybe I should actually pencil in meals and or workouts on a to-do list or my daily schedule. Because I tend to follow things like that and probably get an unhealthy amount of satisfaction from crossing things off. So it might actually get done if I had it on a list. Okay, I think that's an awesome idea and a great starting point and small and attainable action step. Good. Well done, Sari. Yay. You just made me think of something else worth mentioning regarding our tendencies to make excuses in life. And I think we're all guilty of putting way too much focus on our weaknesses. And that's why so many people don't dream big enough or even allow themselves to accomplish their goals. I think it's good to be aware of our weaknesses, but we could all use a little less focus on the weaknesses. And I know I'm probably sounding like a total loser right now, but it's so important that we put the focus on our strengths instead. And what Sarah was just doing by talking about making lists and following schedules, that is a strong point of hers. She is a pro at making lists and being very organized and she's a little nerd like that and so she would be then using that strength to improve on her weakness i.e. her crappy eating habits or not meal prepping healthy food thank you (laughs) so now i'm thinking if we could only figure out how to use your strength i.e. health and fitness Mm -hmm. to influence your weakness when it comes to your shitty accounting abilities. So that maybe (laughs) every year, the entire family does not have to come together in the most stressful (laughs) way possible to help you file your taxes. Well, Sarah, I'll have you know that this year, for the first time ever, I'm now filing all of my receipts into a little binder that mom made me, and I'm even trying to pay income tax installments. Well, I look forward to tackling that binder next year. Yeah, you're welcome. Better than the (laughs) shoebox. That's the spirit. Okay, so I guess we can start to wrap this episode up, but I did want to give one last action step to everybody regarding the whole excuses mindset. And like I said, we all have excuses for not doing things in our lives. It's part of what makes us human. But I really do want everyone to take a minute and just think about what one or two of your biggest excuses might be and break down those excuses and ask yourself, what are you trying to avoid by using that excuse? What are you trying to avoid through that excuse? Is it that you simply don't want to give up some free time for that goal or that success? Are you avoiding something that just seems too damn hard or overwhelming? Or is it just not really worth it to you in the long run? 
So really ask yourself that. What are you trying to avoid through that excuse? How about it's just friggin' boring and not enjoyable? <laughs> I don't think there's any underlying reason for me not meal prepping. I just don't like it. <laughs> and that is fair, but then you really don't have a reason to complain about not looking or feeling the way that you want to. Because if you're not willing to make the time for something boring that is necessary, you just need to acknowledge that you would rather feel chubby than put time into preparing healthy food. And by the way, there's a whole nother podcast topic we should address one day about how to turn boring tasks into more appealing ones, such as I like to listen to podcasts while I meal prep because it's pairing something enjoyable with something boring. And you could totally do the same at your house. Actually, yeah, I suppose I could do that with music. I've noticed that I don't hate cooking as much when there's music playing. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, I feel like we're making some breakthroughs with you this week, so that's excellent, and perhaps I should become a life coach. Yeah, or maybe we should revisit this in a few weeks and see where my progress is at. Yeah, true. Clearly, you don't ever take anything away from all of these motivational episodes. Either way, I think you helped our listeners see that some people just get so used to making excuses that it becomes their default answer to everything. You talk to me. But anyway, we'll delve more into your excuses and problems in life at our next therapy session, all right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, can't wait. Yeah. All right, so let's get on to the Patreon prize. Actually, before we get to that, I've been wanting to mention to all of our patrons, when they sign up, they should receive a welcome to Patreon email from me that will give them their discount code and ask for song suggestions for their birthday. And I have this fear that my email is going into the junk folder because very few people reply. Well, maybe they just don't want a birthday present from us. That's impossible! Either way, please let me know if you never received it because, you know, we want to make sure you guys are well taken care of. Mm -hmm. And on that note, the winner of last episode's Patreon prize, which is a bunch of teas from the good people at Traditional Medicinals, is... That's a good prize. Shake her up. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it a... Hey, that's a good song. We should sing that for every yeah. Patreon prize. What you got, you got to give it to your mama. What you got, you got to give it to your papa. What I've got, you got to give it to your doctor. You do a little dance and then you drink a little water. Give, give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. All right, who are we giving it away, giving away, giving away to? The winner is Chanel. Dun, da, da, da. Congratulations, Chanel. All right, since we just took up a good couple minutes singing Chili Peppers. Does that mean we do not sing our big finale song or what? Yeah, we, we just got into the zone. We couldn't stop. Yeah, sorry guys. But wait, you didn't actually say what we're giving away for this episode's prize. Right. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. What I've got, you got to get it, put it in you. What I got, you got to get it, put it in you. Reeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue. Realize I don't want to be a miser. Give, give it, it away, away, give it away, give it away now. now. Hell, us singing this should be prize enough, huh? It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, since this podcast is all about getting shit done and making time for the things that are important to you, I think it's only fair that we make this week's prize something from the good people at Perform 
performance lab, and that would be their energy formula. This is a great stimulant-free formula that helps boost both mental and physical performance, something we could all use, especially me being in zombie new mom mode. But not only is it full of all kinds of all-natural energy-boosting goodness, but it also contains some of my favorite magical ingredients like coenzyme Q10 and our lipoic acid, which are both excellent for anti-aging. It also has L-carnitine, which I always recommend to clients as a pre-workout to help boost energy and bonus burn fat. So I will be sure to include a link to their product page for anyone else who wants to grab some. And of course, if you want to enter the draw for this energy formula from Performance Lab and for any prize that we do on the podcast, just go to patreon.com slash jacked on the beanstalk and possibly win all kinds of awesome prizes that we give away each and every episode. So we're not singing Gowan anymore? Well, I guess we can still sing Gowan and screw reading the Apple podcast review of the week. I don't know. It's one or the other. Review or song you choose. Well, I would hate to deny everyone this musical gem. Are (laughs) are the Americans familiar with Gowan? Oh, is he Canadian? Fucking right, eh? Well, shit. I always loved Gowan. Now I love him even more knowing he's a fellow Canuck, eh? Yeah, I don't know if his fame ever made it across the border. Maybe when he made his big comeback as Lawrence Gowan in the 90s? Following his (laughs) massive success in the 80s under just Gowan. Right. I believe his comeback album was called Just Call Me Larry. For real? Yeah. That's really kind of sad, eh? (laughs) Just Call Me Larry. Yeah, just a little piece of Canadian music history for you there, eh? And you're all in for a real maple glazed mullet covered <laughs> Canadian treat because we are concluding with my own personal favorite Gowan classic Awake the Giant. If you dig deep enough there might just be a relevant message in there for you. Yeah Gowan he doesn't let any excuses keep him from accomplishing his dreams eh? Yeah like when the music business turns their back on you you come back and say <laughs> F you just call me Larry <laughs> Alright let's do this here we go bone of pride and frustration under heavy sedation fought to be realistic everyone's pessimistic filled with anger and regret that's how i was till i met you Trapped beneath indigestion, search for retaliation, bit the hand of the feeder, never trusted the leader, locked and held in a cold sweat, that's how I was till I met you. But you awake the giant, you awake the giant, you awake the giant, the giant in me. And in a dying haze, where the giant lays inside me, waiting to rise. Man, we could go on forever. Yeah. And that song really had nothing 
to do with energy flows where attention goes. I don't know. The energy is flowing through my veins right now. Yeah, me too. And I'm a little sweaty in this closet. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If we don't get out of here soon, I'm going to be face down in mom's shoe rack. All right. Well, I guess that about sums it up for this episode. And hey, I guess we could all use a little awakening of our inner giant. Whatever that means. And that is it for this podcast. Everybody go out there and slay those dragons. Whatever that means. And And we will be back real soon. Shorky Sisters, out.